Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me once again for yet another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled, You Will Reign in Life. This would be part number 15, believe it or not, and it is subtitled, Can You Take the Heat? Now, don't forget, there were two other parts to this sub-series, I guess you would call it. The first part was Between the Cross and the Third Day. Make sure you hear that if you haven't. The second one was The Journey Through Hell. Make sure you hear that one. And then here we are on the third part of this mini-series, I guess you want to call it. It is entitled, Can You Take the Heat? We had a wonderful time today in the presence of the Lord, and it is my prayer that you are wonderfully blessed as you hear today's message. Don't forget, you are always welcome to join us in our live services. Sunday morning, Sunday school is at 9 a.m. Sunday morning worship is at 10. And on Wednesday night, we have our small group. It's called the Hour of Power, starting at 6.30. All are welcome. And don't forget to join us on our website, 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. And of course, you can download the app and so many other things, and we will be so glad when you join us. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Can You Take the Heat? Right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Uh, we'll go ahead and get into the Word of God today. How many of you want to get into the Word of God today? Amen. All right. Let's pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for, your, for this opportunity to bring forth your Word. Lord, do we do pray for the impartation of your presence. And uh, Lord, we do just pray that your Holy Spirit will just lead us into all truth, show us things to come. Open our hearts that we may hear and, uh, and receive your word today, that the seed may be planted into good ground, that it may grow forth and produce great fruit that will bless the nations. Lord, we want to be in a posture to receive and a posture to, re to release. So, Father, we're depending on you. I am depending on you. And after it's all said and done, Lord, we pray for great victory, great victory, great victory in Jesus' mighty name. Let every heart say amen. amen. All right. Well, as you know, we've been in a series lately called You Will Reign in Life. I believe that this is part number 15 and this will probably end, end uh, this series of You Will Reign in Life. So, I, prob so I, I pray that over the last 15 weeks, well, 14, this is the 15th one, that you've been able to glean how to reign in life. If not, CDs are available. You can make sure that you get all the CDs, and they also are available online as well. What's going to happen next week? Well, let's let you see what the Holy Spirit says about that. Amen. Amen. We're going a little bit higher and higher and higher in him. And over the last few weeks, we've been talking about um, between the cross and the third day. Something happened between the cross, Jesus dying on the cross and him rising on the third day. We've been talking about that. We talked about what happened on the cross, what that represents for us. We've, been, we've talked a little bit about the journey through hell. Last week's message was entitled, The Journey Through Hell. 
We'll talk just a little bit about that today, and then we'll go forth and uh, talk just a little bit more about what happened prior to the third day and also after the third day, after the resurrection of the Lord and how it relates and applies to you. So I'm thankful that you're here today to hear that rich word. And once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us online today. We greet you with a rousing hi, y'all. We wish that you were here, but we're glad that you are there. Don't let your coffee slip off the table, by the way. Pull it back up. You didn't think we could see you, did you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're so grateful that you decided to join us today. All right. Turn with me into your Bibles. We're going to start here at 1 Peter. We're just going to pick up where we left off on last time, 1 Peter, the third chapter. And we're going to speak from the subtitle today of Can You Take the Heat? Can you take the heat? Mama said, if you can't take the heat, then... Get out the kitchen. If it's too hot, get out of here. Can you take the heat? First Peter 3, verse 18 and 19. Uh, oh, by the way, those of you that weren't here earlier, uh, we're going to put we're putting together a kingdom choir. Kingdom choir. So you want to be a part of the kingdom choir? Then let me know after service. You don't have to know how to sing really well, although that is preferred. If not, then just come on and make a joyful noise and we'll slap ourselves with some holy oil and believe God. Sometimes we may sing by letter. You say, I don't know how to read music. Well, we'll sing by letter. What does that mean? Open your mouth and let her fly. We'll do our best, amen? But some things it's just time for. All right, um, just going to read a couple of verses here. We've done extensive work here. We're going to just go back just for a second. We're going to go on in this. Uh, 1 Peter 3, verse 18 and 19, it says this, For Christ also, also hath once suffered for sins, that's on the cross, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. That's that purpose. Why did Jesus suffer on the cross? That he might bring us to God. Are you hearing? Amen. Being put to death. In the flesh, Jesus actually died. I don't think there's any controversy about that. He actually died physically, spiritually. There was a death that occurred. Okay? Now, let me break from this for a second. There is no place that you can go where God is not. If there was such a place, then that would mean that, would mean that God is not the creator of all things. There's no place that you can go where he is not or that he uh, cannot influence because all of everything that exists, all of matter, spiritual or physical, all of it came out of him, came from him. He created it all. So Jesus walked among the dead, being physically dead, spiritually dead, walked among the dead in hell. Who really that happened? Yes, there's no place that he cannot walk. Are you hearing? We're going to look at this. It said, being, being put to death in the flesh, and we know this in the flesh and also in the spirit. It said, but quickened by the spirit. The word quicken is an old English word that means to be made alive. He was made alive by the spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Now, you can make special note of this. The phrase 
in verse 19, by which can also be interpreted in which. Let me read that again. But quickened by the Spirit, that means made alive by the Spirit, in which he also went and preached unto the spirits in prison. That is, the Lord Jesus, here again, died fleshly, died spiritually, a spiritual death as well. He had to die a physical death and a spiritual death to pay the price for you and I. He had to die a sinner's death, a complete sinner's death. The just died for the unjust so that we could be brought into favor with God. Does that make sense to you? Oh, this is good. We're right here. So he was made alive by the Holy Spirit. He was quickened by the Holy Spirit. When? On the third day? Well, he was alive on the third day, of course, as he was resurrected. But the quickening happened there in what we call the place of hell. He was quickened there uh, in hell, made alive. His human spirit was then brought back to life by the Holy Spirit. He was quickened by the Holy Spirit. And with that living spirit, he then began to preach to the dead spirits in hell. You understand? Now, this is highly prophetic. The Bible says, by which also he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Now, the word uh, preached here is uh, keru, uh, rather, kerasso, kerasso. In the Greek, it is kerasso. And really, preach means to be a herald, to officiate as a herald. That is, you're going and you're speaking with a loud voice. Uh, it means to proclaim after the manner of a herald. And it always, uh, it, it's always with the suggestion of formality, gravity, and an authority which must be listened to and obeyed. I love this last definition here. The word preach also means to publish, proclaim openly, Something which has been done. Something which has been done. Now understand this. There are two groups of people in hell at this time. Ones that we said that, that are held in captivity, held in what was known as Abraham's bosom. That's the place where the righteous dead would go. The place is also called paradise. Because understand something, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, and all the other great people and those that also love the Lord that we are not familiar with because of, they weren't written in Scripture, all those persons did not go immediately to heaven. Why? Because all of those persons uh, had sin in their lives. One point or another had sin in their lives. And the blood of bulls and goats and all the other sacrifices could not take away their sin it could not make it as though, as though they had never done it. So where would they go? Understand, sin is not allowed in heaven. I don't care how good your life is. I don't care how good David was and, and all the others. There was all sin in their lives. Abraham lied so many times. She's my sister or had told half lies. This and that and the other. There are so many others. So many others. So there was no place for them yet in heaven until the Messiah comes, until Jesus came to rescue them from that place of holding in hell. Understand? Because only the blood of Jesus 
could make it so that it would be it, it could make their sins be as if they had never done it. Okay, he came to um, he gave his blood for the remission of sins. The word remission does mean forgiveness, but it also means to make it as though it had never happened. Now that's powerful. The blood of Jesus is so powerful and not only takes away the sin, but it makes it as though it had never happened. It's kind of like some people, some professional hit people. So I've heard on TV. They go in and there, they will take their uh, weapons and they will assassinate so-and-so and then they clean up the room trying to make it though nothing ever happened. They'll get their bleach and their gloves and all that stuff, make it so that nothing ever happened here. Well, the blood of Jesus far exceeds that. It is so powerful that when God looks at you through your faith in Christ, it is so uh, you are rendered justified and it, it, it is like you had never committed the first sin ever in your life. Amen. Ever. Amen. That's called remission. That's forgiveness. He cast your sins away from you as far as the east is from the west. Now all of that came in the body of Jesus. Okay. It's his blood that was shed. So the goats and the and the oxen and all that turtle doves, all that that was sacrificed in the Old Testament before Jesus came, none of their blood could do that. It could only cover over. But that was it. So all those that died before the Lord, before his shed, before Jesus shed his blood, had no choice but to stay in that small compartment or the small or large. I don't know. Stay in that compartment of hell called paradise or also called Abraham's bosom because they could not ascend because the blood of the Messiah had not yet been shed. Does that make sense to you? All right. So here comes Jesus. Now he enters into this place called hell or prison. And he the Bible says he preached to the captives. The definition here is to publish or proclaim openly. I love this something that has been done. So he's able to proclaim this two ways. One with an audible voice. I've done it. The same words that he said on the cross. It is finished. It is finished. And to them that are captive, that's extremely good news. We get to get out of here. Now the place has been prepared for us. We can break out of this prison, not break out because the Lord destroyed it. Are you hearing? They weren't escaping hell. No, Jesus got the keys of hell, death and the grave and he carried them out of there. Are you with me? And so he could proclaim it by voice and his very presence also declares it. Here is now God walking among the dead. Think about that for a moment. Here is now God walking among the dead. His presence in hell speaks volumes. What are you doing here? Remember the demons asked Jesus, um, I believe that the um, tomb of the Gennesaret, asked him, are you come to torment us before our time? What are you doing down here? What are you doing here, Jesus? 
So wonderful works were done. And now we said that he took that trip down to hell for two reasons, at least two that we know about. One, to burn our sins up that were in his own body. Not, not, necess- not just on him, as Isaiah said, but that were in him because God made Jesus to be sin for us. He was made sin for us. And so he took our sins upon him and he burned them up in the lake of fire. Every record against you. Again, it's like someone took your police record, if you had one, looking at the camera. Like somebody takes your police record and your credit report and all the evil things against you. And they take it out and they take it out that they dig a ditch or something and they pour lighter fluid on there and just soak it. They just soak it, just soak it down with lighter fluid. All the bad information about you, all those terrible Facebook pictures and posts, all that stuff. They just put it all down. There and they soak it with lighter fluid, soak it, soak it, soak it, soak it, and then they toss in a match and whoof, and it all burns up in ash. It is as if it had never been done, completely disintegrates it all. Well, this is what Jesus has done for us. He bore our sins and iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. Are you understanding what the Lord did? This is powerful. This is powerful. And we've seen several parallels in that. Several parallels. Now, of course, we are the body of Christ. And as Jesus burned up our sin, we still are here in the same practice. And we, as we are on this earth, temptation will still come to you, even though the sin is burned up. Well, what is to be done with that sin that is still on us or among us? Well, it's meant to burn up on us as well. What would happen? What do you mean? Well, the things that had you bound before, the things that were tempting you before, as you continue to grow in Christ, you'll find that those opportunities will come to you. But instead of you uh, engaging in them and doing them, now they're simply burned up off of you. You have no feeling or attraction to it. Here comes the enemy saying, hey, here, take this, take that. He puts it in your area and it simply burns off. It does not affect you anymore. It is like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They fell down in a fiery furnace bound, but the fire actually burned the bonds off of them. So what had entangled them or ensnared them because they were in that place of fire now burned off of them. But I want you to see another picture here. As Jesus walks through hell, proclaiming either by voice or by presence, Proclaiming a finished work. Notice he walked through or he journeyed through hell. Okay, now notice he preached in a place that was designed to house those that dishonored him. The Bible says clearly, Matthew 26, I believe, that hell is a prepared place for the devil and his angels, for the fallen spirits. Hell was a place designed to house those that dishonor God. Are you hearing? It was a place that was designed to hold those that rejected God. 
So don't think here again that, oh, Jesus is here and they're going to throw him a ticker tape parade. You know, this was a whole place. The whole place was designed to house those that would spit on him, that would curse him, that would betray him, that would disobey him. Again, this was not a place of celebration. So why would Jesus walk in this place where he is rejected to proclaim a word that he's been that he has received from the father? Why would he walk in this place where he is not celebrated? Because he's coming to get those that are in prison. He's enduring those that rejected him, that lied on him, that abused him to save those that love him. In other words, can you take the heat? As God sends you into a place that does not always celebrate you. A place where you feel tolerated, a place where you feel rejected and condemned, a place that is set up there so that you, because God sends you there because he knows that you have a word for them that will release the captives because they cannot get out until someone comes and proclaims the finished work of Jesus Christ. They can't get out until someone comes and gives them a word, the gospel of Jesus. And that word that is released in that environment will set those that love Jesus free. But can we take the heat? In our society today, we are are so driven by approval. We're so driven by approval. On Facebook, if you get enough likes, you think that you've done something well. If you get enough thumbs up, you think you've done something well. If enough people say, hmm, this is good, then we think we've done something well. And we feel good. But listen, if we continue to get our gratification or our feelings of security from the applause of people, we're in front, we're in for a roller coaster ride. You're in for a roller coaster ride. If we're constantly looking for people, how did I do? Did I do good? How was this? Was it good? How was this? Was it good? Oh, was it good? We're good. You'll find inevitably you will find some people say, oh, yes. Others will say, "Mm, no, no about it. In for a roller coaster ride, always up and down. We're going to have to get to the place where we where we find our gratification in the knowledge that we have done what God wanted us to do. Do you understand? Now, we're going to have there are times when we'll go to different extremes. You'll be in some places where they will tolerate you and say, I don't even know about you. Then you've been other places where they will celebrate you and your head will be up so big we can barely get your head through the door. Are you hearing? We're going to have to live not in the extremes. Both of these can be bad. Both of them can be bad. You don't want to have a God complex, let me tell you, on this side over here. And you don't want to have a less than nothing complex over there. You're going to have to be right here in the middle. You're going to have to learn to live at different times in both extremes and continue to worship and serve the Lord. Are you hearing? But here's the Lord Jesus that that is walking among that, delivering a message that the work is done. It is finished. And this is the message that we will carry to the generations as well. The work has been done. It is finished. The Messiah's blood has been shed. Now you can be free. 
is not only to those that were in prison there under the earth, but it is to those that are in prison on the earth right now that are shackled and chained and that are bound by religion and they're bound by drugs and, and other habits and addictions. They're bound. They need to know that the perfect blood of Jesus Christ has been shed on their behalf and that now they can have remission or forgiveness of sins. Now God has made a way for them to be cut from the things of their past. God is willing to cut the cord that ties them to their past. Isn't that wonderful? He's willing to free them from their past. He's willing to free them and completely deliver them. This is the message that we preach. And when people receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives, we know and are very sure that when Jesus comes into a person's life, the life changes. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. As we, come to a, as we come to a close today, I just want to let you know again that you are anointed to preach that. Amen. You are anointed by God to yeah. preach that. Now, you may not be doing it over a pulpit with a microphone, and sometimes I think that that is the least. But it may be at McDonald's, it may be at work, it may be over the phone, where some are trapped in condemnation and worry, thinking about the things that they've done. It's up to you to release them from that prison by telling them what Jesus Christ has already accomplished on their behalf. Hallelujah. But can you take the heat? They may not talk to me again if I talk about Jesus. Can you take the heat if I tell them then what's going to happen with this and that over there? Can you take the heat? Jesus took the heat for us in a land, in a place that rejected him. Can you take the heat for those also that love him whom he loves? Are you hearing? But just like our Lord, he didn't stay down there. He went up to a place of celebration. There's always a place of celebration. But there is a travel. There's always a travel going, maybe necessary to go back and forth, go back and forth, back to deliver those that are in bondage, deliver them out of that, pull them out. I'm telling you, you go in places, and if you hear the word of God, here's a message that the Lord wants to send. The same thing that occurred there in the lake of fire, that rather that occurred there in Abraham's bosom, that occurred there in hell, what Jesus preached and proclaimed to them. The work is finished. His blood has been shed. The New Testament has been opened. The way has been made. Not to have your sins simply washed, but to have them removed completely as if it had never been done. Now the way has been made for us to have right relationship with God, regardless of your past. Oh, that's a good word. We can clap on that. All right, so we need to have this mindset as we close it. We need to have this mindset and this mentality. The mindset, even as Paul had there in Philippians, the third chapter, verse number 10, you can write it down. Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. He said, I want to know Jesus in every aspect. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection that third day. And I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering. Yes, yes. 
suffering under the earth and also suffering on the earth. I want to know him. I want to know him. And I want to be made conformable unto his death. Wow, that's a huge statement, isn't it? Because understand, Jesus gave it all that the Father be glorified. He gave it all. As a matter of fact, if you looked at the will of the Father and the will of Jesus, this, their will was in so much of oneness, you couldn't tell where one ended and where the other began until it came to the Garden of Gethsemane. And then Jesus revealed that he had a will. He said, let not my will, but let your will be done. So for a moment, there was a, there was a division. You could see a will there. But the Lord quickly realigned, let your will happen. Let it come to pass. We should get to the point as the body of Christ where we, are, we, well, where we are in so sync with the will of God, with the will of the Spirit, that there is no more debating between the ears when we hear a word from God. When God speaks, it is synonymous with our actions. It should be. There should, be, there should never be a debate. Jesus speaks, what? Is that you, Lord? Is that you talking to me? I don't know. You want me to do what? No, what? There should not be a debate. See, we need to pray that we have an excellent soul so that God can, when he speaks, it automatically happens in our lives. We automatically do. But these things are held up because we do not yet trust him fully. We feel like we have to process his commands first to, to weigh the consequences, whether we're going to do something or not. We have not fully yet trusted him. These are things that we have to bring in prayer. God, help me to trust you more. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. Because we're living in these times where there cannot be a debate where a split second can cost you your life or cost someone else theirs. Amen. Are you hearing? Amen. We need to operate in sync with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 20, 20, some of you know this. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Listen to that mindset. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, I'm crucified with Jesus. I went through the thing with him. Are you hearing? He's reckoned himself to be that way. Now if we reckon ourselves to be crucified and to be dead with him, then we've also got to reckon ourselves to be raised from the dead with him, which is what Colossians 3, 1 says. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things, on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Let me stop here. Oh, there's so much more I could have shared with you today. But I believe we will start. Maybe we'll start here next week. We'll see. Well, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Other than that, we're done for the day. Give God a mighty hand of praise. We're done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's praise him. If you really got that, then praise him. Then just exalt his holy name. Go ahead and thank him. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. 
You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.